That feeling when your coffee matches your mood? It's a vibe. Explore coffee that fits yours with Starbucks by Nespresso for Virtuo, now at Target. Simply add what you love for that perfect cup of coffee that keeps up with you. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens. But you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. On this episode of Trend Chat, we're going to talk about the GOP, <clears throat> GOP convention. Sorry, It's been a year since then since being a national delegate. Also, today, found out that um, a lead singer for Lincoln Park, Chester Benetton, was um, passed away. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Actually, there's a, a bit of a connection between the two, um, if, you, <laughs> if you can believe it. So, And I guess a little bit more, a little bit about OJ, I guess, so, maybe. So all that coming up on this episode of Trend Chat. episode of Trend Chat. I'm your host Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. And I write for politichicks.com. If you want to read some of my articles, just go to politichicks.com slash author slash Brian Bledsoe. And don't forget about the new book, Politichicks, a clearing call to political activism. Activism. Mm. Get that out right. <laughs> Uh, which includes my article about becoming a delegate at the convention last year, basically a year ago uh, today, and at which I will talk a little bit more on that, which is also in the article. But um, the book is available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, and so it's 300 pages of different articles from various Contributors like myself talk about education, healthcare, social issues, religion, activism, which where my article is in the section for activism. So I'll pick that up. And <clears throat> yeah, you know, on uh, Tuesday, when I said I didn't know what I'll be talking about, and I said, 
Well, you know, I always ha- I'm going to have something to talk about. There's always something going on. Well, I didn't think the events that happened today was was would be what I'd be talking about. I didn't even know about OJ having his parole hearing today. So, and I'll you know with uh, Chester Benetton dying uh, earlier today, that definitely wasn't something I could have saw coming. But I did know by Thursday it would be a year since the the GOP convention in Cleveland. So I did know I was going to talk about that. And it's funny because in the past, I actually thought about the idea. I said I was going to talk about the convention. Then I thought about, hey, let me see if I can talk to a couple of delegates or, you know, people, you know, alternates to um, talk about their experience and talk about the convention a little bit. And, you know, I try, I kind of reached out a little bit and it was very last minute. So I understood if I couldn't get anybody to uh, do an interview, but I did get a couple, you know, I, I had a couple of interviews ready, but circumstances happened to where everything fell through. So I guess it was just meant for me to just talk about it myself, <laughs> just basically go a little a more detailed view of the article. I keep talking about this in the politics book and I guess that's what I'm going to do. So I, you know, not going to try to bore you with it, with it all, but just for me this week, um, like I said, it's, it's been a year. It really doesn't feel like it's been a year. I mean, I know that's kind of cliche, but it it really doesn't like it, it kind of flew by and here we are a year past. And so I, I guess I just put it, start from the beginning and this is something i've mentioned before on other podcasts is that i didn't even think about becoming a delegate at all to anything let alone the national convention but uh, i think 2014 yeah 2014 i was uh, attending a meeting by the northeast tarrant tea party and they were encouraging more conservatives to be delegates at that point they were talking about delegates to the state state convention and even at that, I was like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't know what to do. So that's when I, after the meeting was over, I got in contact with Julie McCarty, the president of the Northeast Tarrant Tea Party. And she pointed me to some people as far as what the, what procedures I need to go, you know, take in to go in that direction at least. Because even though I was thinking about, pursuing it and but it still it, you know it wasn't a guarantee that it was going to happen so so from that point i reached out to various people uh, one in particular i would say jennifer hall who was the um tarrant county uh, republican party chair at that time and she she was a, a great help as far as telling me what i need to do and and how to and where to be and what i need to what sort of things I need to have in my, I guess you can call political resume or something like that. So, um, so fast forward basically to 2016. I've, I just did what I normally do anyway, but I just kind of put it on paper. So I just continue to volunteer and do what, um, go into different um, meetings and whatnot. And so on to, like I said, uh, well, 
yeah, 2016. I formally, <laughs> I guess, formally declared dog would be running, and that was at the Grapevine Republican Club, which I mentioned on on just well last week's episode, and then we went from there. And <laughs> at that point, I really didn't. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen next. I, like I said, this is all new to me. So at the time I declared, there were 22 candidates for three spots, th- well, three delicate spots and then three alternate spots. So six spots all together. But you had 22 people that I knew that was publicly known, at least that was running, not counting the people who you don't know. So it could be maybe 30 to 40. So, in my mind, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to continue on and just see where this goes. And actually, I would say one circumstance that happened that pretty much helped me as far as getting anywhere close to being a, uh, a national delegate or alternate, I would say because I would say that it was when Senator Cruz um, dropped out of the out of the race because that was yeah because that was in may so before he dropped out of the race there was like 22 that that was known to be running and after he dropped out of the race it cut in half it was like 11 still that's a lot and i'm thinking okay i'm still going to continue on to become a delegate because i mean it was something i was thinking to do even before Senator Cruz ran. So I said, I'm just going to continue on and see if I become a delegate. Um, and so fast forward through the precinct convention and because there's a precinct convention, that's where you start. And then there's a, another convention, a senatorial convention. And then let's get to the state convention where that's where you tell you, you know, tell your story and why you should be a delegate. And, I think I've told this before. I I had no clue what was going on when I got there that morning. I had no clue people were kind of advocating for me before I even got into the room. I didn't know that, but apparently that was what was going on. And it was already kind of set that uh, me and another gentleman named James Asprey were kind of the, the, the chosen ones to be uh, delegates uh, for, Sen- for Senator Cruz because there were three delegate spots. So two were for Senator Cruz and one was for um, Donald Trump. And so me and James were, were chosen to be the two Cruz delegates. So it, it, yeah, even then, I'm still kind of like didn't know what was going to happen. So anyway, we get past, just going to cut through all the what happened there. Who knows? I might write in the book sometime. So let's get, let's get past that. What happened throughout the um, at the state convention a little bit and just get to the end of that. And so it kind of went to a runoff for me. It was me and another gentleman named Johnny Lopez. And we had to do a little runoff after the first 10 people um, uh, kind of dropped out due to the votes. And so. And then I won that runoff that day, and that's how I became a national delegate. <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, hey, yeah. So, 
Hey, yeah, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so from there, uh, I've already, I guess I probably should have mentioned this. I already had like a fundraising campaign going on, but even before I actually, before it was official that I was to be a, a national delegate, because I knew, I was told that it was gonna be, it was gonna cost a lot to go, and so. And if I was going to be there for a week or two, then I need to make up for the money I'm not going to make on the road. And so I started my fundraising and before I, it, I guess before I knew that I was going, it was, it was moving, you know, pretty slowly. Then once it became official, like it kind of took off. And so long story short, I reached my goal and then so I had the money set to go. Uh, it kind of stretched out a little bit more because I initially were planning to go f just for the week of the convention. But then as soon actually, as soon as I found out I was going to Cleveland as a national delegate, I was informed that I should consider going the week before for the Republican um, National Committee summer meetings, which is in Cleveland, the same place as a convention. But it's the week before. And so from that, I'm like, okay, well, um, from actually I increased my fundraising after knowing that, but even so I still went on and, and reached my goal. And so with that, so we went there the first week. And so I got there on the, the on the week of the summer meetings and, you know, well, Little side note: I actually went to Cedar Point, which is an amusement park up in North, uh, I um, North Ohio, and had a great time there. It's like it's one of the largest amusement parks as far as roller coasters, and I think it has the most roller coasters in the world or something like that. It was it was a great time. That's a little side note. That that was fun. <laughs> actually, that's probably the last bit of fun I actually had for like a week and a half <laughs> after that because. I, I'm, I'm just going to say it now because a lot of times people ask me how do how was it at the convention and fun is not the word I use because it wasn't particularly fun it was fun at parts but for the most part it wasn't really as fun uh, I know a lot of people tend to well tend to have a great time and all that and I I guess I get into that a little bit later. I actually have a bit of a problem with that, but <laughs> and yeah, I'll, I'll get into that later. So the first week, it was a lot of meetings. It was very tedious. You're just sitting in, you know, watching the committees go over the rules and over credentials, and and uh, yeah, it can be very, <laughs> very boring to someone that's probably not really, not really engaged or really involved or really care about the behind the scenes stuff that happens in, in the party. Well, for me, given it was my first time, I was intrigued in it and going to these meetings. Uh, one meeting in particular was the rules meet, uh, meeting, which lasted, I think almost 10 hours on, I forgot what day it was, but it was, it went all day ended around close to midnight almost, but I was interested in what was going on. And actually that was a very disappointing 
part of the whole trip because of what was how how things happened as far as the rules were set for the convention the next week and how those how things went went about and it was disappointing just because there were there were things that should have been addressed and but didn't get a chance to get a hearing mainly just through technicalities <laughs> um i mean it's not like i'm it's not saying that something was illegally done but you just you had a lot of shrewd crafty politicians in there who took advantage of every letter of the <laughs> of the rules and they were it, it was basically a example of an experienced politician against someone who was a novice and you had a lot of times where you had you had things happen to where um you wanted to get your voice heard you want you wanted to get this i guess rule to get a hearing and because these experienced people that don't want you to get that you know that hearing or don't want people to hear what you have to say figured out a way to kind of shut down the debate which is not something that's unique to what happened there <laughs> if you watch c-span it happens too if you go to any state capital you know it, that same same thing happens there too it just it was a, an example of knowing the rules and how to go about it and try to get what you want done and yeah so that was a disappointing part to see as far as i feel like people should have had a chance to get their whatever they wanted to get said whatever they wanted to get put out to the committee even if i disagreed with it i feel like they still should get a hearing but because they were you had people who were able to get around it in certain ways by using the rules um, rules that were set in the beginning so it's not like it, it, it was something that came out of nowhere these the rules that they're using were rules that they agreed upon at the beginning of the meeting so but like i said if you if you don't really know how to use the rules you can you know you can have it to where you can be blindsided about something, but you're like, oh, well, that was in the rules, but that comes with experience. So, and I, so if I went back again, I definitely could understand and see what is going on a whole lot quicker than I did by learning right then and there and then going forward from there. So, yeah, and so outside of that, then we go into the second week, which is basically the week air one sees on TV. And just to say this, you know, whatever, whenever you watch any of these conventions, whether it's Republican or Democrat, what you see that week is mainly just a show. Everything that I talked about in the past couple of minutes, that was what the real, the real, you know, show is going on. That is what when the real business of the party is being done is the week before the convention. 
And so when you get to the point where the the lights are on and the networks are in there and they're showing it live uh, for the world to see, the party wants it to go as smooth as possible. They want every, they just want everyone to say yay when they're supposed to say yay and nay when they're supposed to say nay. That's how they want it to go. Now, I have a problem with that because that's not how it's supposed to go. If this don't, this doesn't supposed to be a show. This that and this kind of goes what I'm saying about the whole my whole time there not being particularly fun because I had a big problem with the fact that they treat this like this is a TV show and they want to treat this just a just a formality. But that wasn't what the convention should be about. The convention should be about you know handling business and for me like i said this is my first time there when i notice real quick that most of the people here even delegates that are there are or they're most so to have a party as opposed to conducting business i had a problem with that i feel like we come here to I keep using that word. We come here to do business of the party. And it is, that was something I, I had a a big gripe about personally. <laughs> and it kind of goes into what, as far as me being on the floor, I wasn't on the floor nearly that much for that reason. Cause once I found out that this is not, we're not really conducting business. We're just down here just to hear some speeches and to, treat this like a tv show i'm like well what's the point of me being here <laughs> so <laughs> if we're not really conducting business i'm just here just to be you know just to be present and then i'm like well i can just go do some interviews or something <laughs> not saying i was just seeking out interviews but what i'm saying i there were times where a media will come up to you and ask for an interview and so when i found out that basically we weren't really conducting any any real business then i just went around to work to the different media outlets and just walked around and took a couple pictures and whatnot and so yeah so that's and like i said I'm, that's what i was saying as far as this not being particularly a fun experience for me so and because that i don't know how many people who are listening will feel that way but i definitely I think when we have a convention, just because it is broadcast live doesn't mean we have to treat this like we're not like it's um, just some formality um, when we're supposed to be, you know, doing the conducting business for the party. And yeah, so. I guess that's something I haven't mentioned too often when someone asks me about it, but that's that is one pet peeve I definitely have, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, and I'm sure this is not the first time anyone has ever brought this up. But I'm just saying this that's my experience being there. So, and you know, I don't know if I ever go back. I'm not saying like I don't want to, but I kind of also feel when it when it comes to being a delegate is that there are other people who are um, out there getting involved and with the you know with the party and if they've never been before 
I don't want to block them from going having that experience just so I can keep going, you know, every every other year or every four years or whatnot. So I'm I'm open to giving more people opportunities to have the same experience I have. So that's why I'm saying I'm I, I probably won't go again, not as a delegate. Um I I'm more I'm more open to supporting people who haven't been before. So that's that's how I feel about as far as being a delegate again. Now I might just go again just but as a guest. And you know, speaking of that, I had a number of guests um at the convention because being a delegate we were able to have four guest passes and and so I I passed them out to gave them to four people and actually my strategy was to give it to four people from Ohio <laughs> mainly because it's in Ohio and it's the easiest for them to get there and you know so I just thought about okay who are some people up there that I know in Ohio who would like to go to the convention so so one of the people that were my guests, her, her name is Cami Tolan, and we actually did a interview with her and just asked her about her experience at the convention. And here's my interview with her. Hello, this is Trent Chat, and um, we've talked about before as far as talking about the things going on at the convention, and just wanted to bring on one of my guests. At the convention last year, her name is Cami Tolan, and just want to ask her about her experience from everything that went on. So, hello, Cami, how you doing? Hi, Brian, I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good, doing quite well. So, I just want to ask you basically to start off. What was your experience? Um, I noticed you was only able to be there one day, but from that that one day, how you liked everything? Yeah, we had a great time, um, and I appreciate the fact that you um, you were kind enough to wait with, and um, you know we got to experience the whole convention. Um, we got to meet some of the Fox News casters, Stephen Hayes, and uh, we got to see Tucker Carlson. We got, we got awfully close to him. Um, we we didn't get any pictures, darn it. No. Uh, but it was it was fun. Um, you and I were in the media room. We were sitting at a table with a couple of the producers for uh, wh- who was that again? Um, Roland Martin. Yeah, Roland he, Martin. He, yeah, he has yeah. A, he has a show on TV One. I think I think he's on the radio as well. But yeah, um, yeah, he had his producers there while we was in the media lounge area. Yeah, it was it was um, a great experience as well as the inauguration. That was a great experience as well. Um, it was exciting to be around a lot of like-minded people, as you and I, mm-hmm. um, and get to meet them, and it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So um, I noticed that. So when we went to to the convention, so if anyone don't know, the delegates are kind of on the floor, and then like whatever you, whoever guests that you bring have to go like to the top of the arena uh, which was in Cleveland so the Quicken Loans arena and um how much of all the festivities did you see while you was um in the arena the, um I, I was able to see Donald Trump and his family um that was exciting uh you know we were surrounded by 
some conservatives, some liberals. I know that you were down on the floor for a little bit, but then you came back up and no, did you go down to the floor? I can't remember. Were you on the floor or no? It was both. I was on the floor at first, and then I came up at, um, towards the end. So yeah. I saw the whole balloon drop and all that. So that <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, I like the way they, I like the way that they uh, put it together. But it was, it was an exciting time. This election was, uh, it was a nail biter, and <laughs> just so glad that Donald Trump was was elected and that he's doing um, what the people have asked. I just hope that, you know, he will build the wall, and I do hope that he will repeal this Obamacare. He will eventually get that repeal. Yeah, and you know, actually, uh, something I didn't mention, uh, you are a nurse, correct? So Obamacare is a yeah. pretty big pretty big deal for you as far as um, in, in your industry. Absolutely. And the health care has, it's almost like it's rationed. I, I, I just, health care is not what it used to be. Um, the doctor's hands are tied, you know, that they don't, it, it, it needs to be repealed. People are suffering from it. Do you have any uh, particular examples as, as far as what Obamacare has done, I guess, personally? Well, I can tell you that Obamacare, I can't afford the health insurance. I do pay for my own insurance. Um, I guess they don't even um, refer to it as insurance. I go through a Christian care ministry where we all come together and pay each other's bills. I can't even afford Obamacare. Um, For my daughter and I, the the deductible is $6,000. It doesn't start any type of coverage until you've hit the $6,000, and it's nearly $1,000 a month. Who can afford that? And because even if I, I opt out of it, thankfully with, you know, MediShare, um, legally, they can't penalize me. So, um, but had I not had that, I'd get penalized pretty, you know, it'd be a pretty high uh, percentage rate because it depends on your income. And I think that's terrible. And it's robbery, it's theft, and they need to repeal it and get it out of there and start over. Yeah, and it seems like... It's just getting harder and harder by the day for um, these Republicans to actually do what they promised these past, what, six, seven years. And um, it just seems like it's like it's never going to happen almost to the point in which it would be very disappointing. And why? And I don't understand that because they've, they've got the majority in the House, the Senate, and we've got Trump, who is a Republican, and I don't understand that. Yeah, it, it is quite the quandary i guess <laughs> it's very confusing in, in in that sense but um but kind of want to go back to the convention a little bit like i know we mentioned that we were in the media area so actually we did like a little video on facebook live because i was i was doing these updates as a delegate because uh when i was when i was doing my fundraising for becoming a delegate and going to cleveland one of the things i would say that I was going to do is provide some updates about what's going on. And one of one of our updates you was in when we was in the media um, area, which um, it's funny because doing those media, you know, those little updates kind of got me to where a little bit to how I'm doing the podcast now. It kind of, I guess it was something where I, I didn't know I was going to be doing that then. 
But now, after seeing that, you know, I was all, I was already kind of grooming myself <laughs> unknowingly to do something like this. Yeah, it's such a joy. It's so much fun to watch you too because, um, you know, you get right in there and. You know, politics has become a big part of who you are, and, you know, I know you really want to dive deep into it and, and, you know, make that a full-time thing, So, and I think that would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, I definitely appreciate that. (laughs) And you're good at what you do, so. Well, thank you. One last thing I did I want to mention before um, (laughs) before we finish is that I kind of want to go back even further while we was in that media lounge. So while we were sitting there, there were, like we said before, there were two producers from the um, Roland Martin show. And one thing I noticed while we were sitting there, for anyone that don't know why you're listening, uh, I am black. She is white. <laughs> so I just want, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that, I'm saying that for the, for the story. So, <laughs> so we're right. sitting there. Okay. And um, so the two producers, two black women, or sitting across from us and we're talking and, and they were very friendly and we had a, a couple of conversations back and forth. Uh, I mean, we didn't delve deep into politics. It, we were just talking about just general stuff like how, you know, how kind of like the weather was st- stuff like that, I guess. And um, at one point I noticed that one of the women were like sneaking a picture, trying to, t- <laughs> trying to take a picture of both of us sitting there because, that was one thing I did notice while we were talking is that they they kind of had a look on their face, especially looking at me, like what are you doing here? Um, not so much because you know I'm in the media lounge, but they know they saw that I'm wearing a delegate badge, so they know I'm actually a delegate. So they're kind of looking at me like, that's oh you are a black delegate at the Republican convention, and that's kind of what I was kind of getting the vibe from them even from our polite conversation, but it was just kind of like they were a little confused look on their face. And I remember, and I just remember one of the yeah, producers. <laughs> yeah. So they sure did. and also me, you know, me and you sitting together and, you know, we're friends. And so, you know, and so that's why I, I didn't know if you noticed if, um, one of the producers yeah, tried to I take a picture. Notice. I didn't notice they were acting a little peculiar. Yes, they did. Um, I, I wasn't sure they were very interested in in what you were doing and and who you were and you know they asked a lot of questions and um yeah it, they were uh, I think I might remember that happening as well Brian but I don't think I said anything you know I was I was trying to find the um picture actually and but like I think we didn't get their cars or their, well we did get their names but I couldn't remember after I left but I wish I would have got their cars. I, kind of, I was kind of wondering was she taking that picture, and I was trying to find it on the internet somewhere, <laughs> like was it on an Instagram account somewhere? And I uh, wonder, yeah, yeah. But I never did find it. So, but Cammy, I appreciate your time, and thanks very much. You're welcome, Brian. Thank you so much. Yep, and thanks to Cammy for her time. And here's a word from our friends with the Founder Project. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's Civics Education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our Educational Meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com 
and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> and talking about the at GOP convention, and so that basically what our interview with Cami. Basically, that was um, the last day of the convention, and it's funny. That's what I like. I mentioned in the beginning is where the connection between the GOP convention and Chester Bennington who um, passed away today, actually come <laughs> come together, which is something else. Which, it was weird then, and now it's even weirder now to be talking about this. But so after the convention was over, <clears throat> there was a concert in Cleveland um, around basically after the convention was over. I, it, well, I guess it was going on while the convention was, was going on. And some people were telling us that I guess they got an invitation and asking us, you know, that we want to go. At first, I was like, oh, it didn't matter to me. I was like, I, I, I don't care. Sure, let's go. Um, I, I didn't even look at the names of who was performing. <laughs> Actually, what <laughs> what got me there is that they had this all this free food. <laughs> Yeah, that's sad. But yeah, that's true. Because we're like, oh, they they got a lot of good food here, and yeah, I, they yeah, they had like French toast and all that. It was it was a nice spread they had. I guess put it <laughs> put it like that. So the only name I recognize, at least I look when I looked at it, when I glanced at the invitation, uh, I think one of the members of ZD ZD Top was going to be there. I like okay, I like sure, and I was just thinking about I'm just going to eat a bunch of food while I listen to some music but I heard a, a voice that I've heard many times before and I was like hold on I know that voice because I'm I'm way in the back so I can't even see the stage and I'm hearing like that voice sounds familiar and I looked up and I like walked a little bit closer toward the stage and I don't know that was Chester Bennington now I was I feel like I was probably one of the few people who actually really knew that he was up there because it's not like it was advertised as Lincoln Park because the rest of them weren't there. It was just Chester. And I looked, I'm like, that's Chester Bennett from Lincoln Park. And I I was a huge Lincoln Park fan um, for years. I had all the albums all the way to like 2007. And yeah, so um, and so I saw him like, I you know, I went up stage and I took a picture of him on stage, and then uh, someone asked, "Hey, you want to take a picture with him?" I'm like, "Sure," and so um, I posted those pictures today, after hearing the news uh, about um, about his death, which has been reported as a suicide, which is you know even it's even worse because and. Like I said, and thinking about the GOP convention and seeing him there, that was just kind of like I didn't expect to be here, him to be in the same area, put it that way. And also, it's funny because as someone who is a big fan of Transformers, <laughs> which I've mentioned before on here, he um, 
Lincoln Park, you know, did the theme for the first three Transformer movies. So as someone who loved Transformers and and to hear that one of my favorite bands were actually doing the theme for one of my favorite cartoons that's turned into a live action movie was just great too. So Lincoln Park has been very connected in ways. But um but one thing I do say I when I talk about Lincoln Park I definitely say I was because I'm I haven't been listening to their music since for since two thousand seven. And you know, because it's it's kinda one thing in hearing about his um suicide today, you know a lot of the lyrics they're they're pretty dark. You know, I'm not. I wouldn't say anyone to just go back and listen because I mean, there's some pretty dark lyrics and and for me, you know, especially when I became a Christian back in 2007, it's kind of something that where I kind of stopped listening because it's just something that I just I wasn't there anymore. And one reason why I kind of gravitated toward Lincoln Park because a lot of those lyrics that was going that were in those albums, you know, I could relate to them. You know, I, I felt I, I could, you know, when um, I'm hearing it, um, in the end and crawling and uh, one step closer, you know, numb, all, all those, all those songs from their, um, their albums, I really could understand where, where he's coming from and and at that time so but at the you know after the time of me becoming a Christian that's where I found my peace in Christ and like I said it's been, it was reported that it was a suicide so you know it, 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 it seems at least that maybe Chester never found that peace and which makes it even more sad but you know, it's um, like I said, I can just think back to some of the songs. You know, one song in particular called "Shadow of the Day," which, if you listen to it, you might you might want to say it sounds like it it's a suicide song in a way. It's how your friends and loved ones would react to if you were gone. So, so yeah, there's definitely something I didn't expect to be talking about today. So, but, yep, it's, um, very sad for his, him and for his family and especially for the guys in Lincoln Park. Yeah. And so then I guess I didn't want to end it on a, such a down note, but I did, I definitely want to talk about that today. And well, we're in Denver tonight and actually getting ready for the Western Conservative Summit, which starts tomorrow uh, here in Denver. And hopefully we'll get a couple of interviews and we'll probably and if we get a couple of interviews, we'll play them on Tuesday. And you know how it goes, just like CPAC and the NRA convention. If we get to <laughs> so many interviews to the point where we might have to do a whole week of it that well if that's the case then that probably would have happened but we'll see um in the next couple of days what 
what interviews we get and uh, definitely let you know and we'll we'll go from go from there so just um I thank everyone for listening and if you like it share it subscribe it all that tell it tell your friends tell tell people you don't like i don't i don't care <laughs> just tell them to go to trendchat247.com maybe they'll like it if you even if you don't maybe they'll like it tell them so yeah so all that being said thanks for listening and until t- well, tuesday next tuesday we'll chat with you later Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700.